Part of the fun of my Walt Disney World Wayback Machine, a live restaurant review, top 10 with Tim segment. So I want to welcome Ron Schneider to the WDW radio show. Disney legend, Alice Davis to the show. Please say bonjour to Paige O'Hara. Disney legend, Tony Baxter. Alan Menken, Dame Julie Andrews. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be here to tell you a few stories and sing some of the songs my brother Bob and I wrote. I'm pleased to welcome you to the very first episode of the WDW radio show. This is show number 100, and this is show number 200, and this is show number 300. And here's your song. WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 400 for the week of March 22nd, 2015, I'm here to continue to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. Whether you're planning your first vacation or you've been hundreds of times and love the details, secrets, stories, interviews, and more, there is something here or on the site over at www.radio.com for you. And if you want to learn how you can help the show and get even more content, benefits, and rewards like custom Magic Band covers, monthly scavenger hunts, backpacks, shirts, care packages, and more, you can visit www.radio.com support to find out how you can be part of WW Radio Nation. So this week, I invite you, as I have since the very first show back in 2007, to join me and some of our other friends around the table to look back on some of our favorite episodes, memories, and moments, as thanks to you, we all celebrate 400 episodes of WDW Radio. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for more announcements and event updates at the end of the show, as well as many of the voicemails you sent in this past week with your thoughts on the past 400 shows. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. I can't believe that we're at 400 shows. That is crazy. I think I did the math right, and that's like 17 days straight of, of listening. But looking back, WDW Radio began with a six-minute show, a painful six-minute show on February 11th, 2007. Uh, I'd been podcasting since 2005 with a prior show that actually ended a week earlier. And those six minutes took like six hours to produce from recording all the radio tunes that would eventually become sort of the, the signature intro for the show to the painful script and the music and figuring out how anybody was going to find all this, but somehow you did and somehow you kept listening. And thanks to you, this is why we are at show number 400. And over those past eight years of WW Radio, I got by with a little help from my friends and we got to 400 with a lot of help from my friends, and you, the listener, uh, are those friends collectively. 
But there were also so many people that joined me on the show along the way. And other than that first solo painful episode, I've been joined by some amazing guests on the past 400 shows from Disney legends to celebrities, authors, animators, composers, singers, actors, and characters in more ways than one. And many of those people were or quickly became my friends. And I thought it only appropriate to have some of those guests and friends be part of that milestone show, which is number 400. Unfortunately, none of them showed up. So instead, I want to welcome some others to this week's roundtable. You know, I'm kidding, of course, because actually all of these people have been on the show in the past. And more importantly, they've become part of my and collectively our family. And uh, they are much more than simply friends. And in no particular order, I want to start off by welcoming back to the show, Mr. And I use that term loosely, Tony Caggiano. Hey, I'm hey. surprised you chose me first. <laughs> I feel special. Don't. I was the doing it. The rest of us are all slighted now. <laughs> Glenn just hung up. <laughs> See, look, you're giving it all away. All right, so second on the uh, the in-sequential list is Ryan P. Wilson Matua. As you know, he is of Main Street Gazette fame. And infamy, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, little Timmy Bananas, Samantha Brown, top 10 Foster is in the house. Yay. Wow. <laughs> don't sound so excited. This is odd for you, Tim. I don't think you've ever been on a uh, non-top 10. Well, maybe you have. I don't know. Maybe you have. No, I did one of these before, and I'm going to be as useless on this one as I will. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks for, selling, thanks for selling everybody on 400. I'm there for you, buddy. Thank you. All right. Let's go. A blast from the past. Uh, we've dug deep into the archives and the Witness Protection Program to find Mr. Glenn Whalen. It is so great to be here. It is uh, it is great to uh, to have you back, my friend. And another person that I met as he crept out from behind the pole, he is <laughs> Scott Otis. Very proud to be here. How are you? I am honored to have you here, my friend. And a long, long-time listener, pre-WDW radio, and a member of the, you are representing basically the WDW Radio Nation, Mr. Tony Mendike. Hey, Lou, thanks for having me. Hi, guys. It, uh, hey. Dude, it's hey. only been five, six years since you've been on. So it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been time. Uh, and I should also say that I would have loved, of course, to have the, the lovely, the wonderful, the warm and cuddly Becky Menken on the show. She is, um, she's taken one for the team and on a cruise and Christy Visaki also needed to be here as well but her schedule did not permit unfortunately red carpet premieres and all that kind of stuff was unable to make but they are here in spirit and by spirit their names will probably be brought up along the way in some sort of a laughing context um, <laughs> but too. Um, you know people ask me all the time and look we're going to sort of maybe recap some of our favorite memories and shows and episodes which will be basically filling Tim in on everything he's missed yeah. in the last 10 <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people ask me all the time, um, you know, what is this show about? And, and I really think the show is about people, right? I, I've had some amazing opportunities in the past 10 years, but it's about my friends. It's about my extended family. And when I when I was looking at this list, again, the, the third stringers, Tony, um, all of you, <laughs> story, you know, there, there's such great stories 
about how we all met. And Glenn, I tell the story of how we met all the time. I give presentations all the time, and I talk about sort of the importance of offline interacting interactions and engagement with people. And the fact that you didn't kill me the first time we met <laughs> really is what made this all happen. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly rewind to, this is probably what, man, 2007, somewhere Seven, around there? yep. And I was coming down to Walt Disney World, and I got an email from this guy. He said, hey, man, I just moved here from Tennessee. I really don't know anybody. If you want to get together and say hi or whatever, I was like, yeah. It, like, I'd never heard of a meetup before. There was no Twitter or Facebook. And I got uh, my rent-a-car at, at the airport. I had flown in from New Jersey, and I remember calling my wife, and I'm like, listen, I'm going to downtown Disney to meet this guy. All I know is that his name is Glenn, and he's from Tennessee. So if you don't hear from me by midnight, chances are he's killed me, and that's what you, you need to go and tell the police. <laughs> and if dinner wasn't so good, I intended on killing you. So it <laughs> But yeah, man, like that's how it all – I mean yep. that's really how this started for me in terms of this this idea that, that I was not alone in my basement – having this fascination with Disney and that there were people out there that were, were very much like-minded and wanted that that face-to-face, get-together interaction. Yeah, I mean, the reason I contacted you was because, I mean, even from listening to the previous show, I always felt like we were sitting at a table of at a diner talking about Disney just like we would as, as friends, and that opened the door to actual friendships. Yeah, I mean, you really, you know, meeting you that way and the friendship that came from it you know i mean the people that i was growing up with as a kid that i thought i was gonna be friends with forever the people that i've met because of all this you guys have become my closest friends i, I mean i'm not talking about all of you on the call but you, the, some of you know who you are <laughs> yeah, Tony. we get it glenn's the golden boy all right <laughs> but man, the whole handshake and a hug thing came from you like you not killing me led right. to uh led to all this and, and i'm and i'm so very thank you glenn Yes. Thanks, Glenn, for not killing Lou, because we're all getting ready to. <laughs> so, well, Tim, it's an honor, and I certainly felt the same way. Well, thank you, brother. And uh, all right, so Tim Foster, let's talk about how we met, because I will never forget. And for those of you who may remember, there used to be a, a an annual event that took place in Walt Disney World called Mouse Fest, mm-hmm. which was sort of this group of online communities getting together. And there were certainly not as many back then as there are now. And there we were in this small room with 11 tables around the perimeter at the Swan or the Dolphin. And there comes little Timmy Foster. Little Timmy uh, Foster. Little Timmy Foster. <laughs> Didn't know anybody. Didn't Never know been any- to Walt Disney World in my life. <laughs> no, you, you came up to the table. I had a, a little DisneyWorldTrivia.com table showing you how old it was. Yep. And you showed me the most one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. It was not an endless buffet of sushi. What you showed me was your guide to the magic book, this spiral-bound book that you would put together that blew me. It's Tim, I'm not saying this because you're in the room. I still think it's the most beautiful of the Disney books that's ever been put together. And you're like, Uh, yeah, I basically did this by myself in my basement. And I grabbed the book. Why were we all in the basement? (laughs) (laughs) It was true. That's true. Right, because I know that that's where we started from. Yeah. Um, And I grabbed the book in one hand. I grabbed your little hand in the other, and I brought you over to my publisher, and I was like, you need to sign this guy right now. (laughs) They didn't listen to me, of course, but that's okay because it worked out for the best. And and dare I say, our our friendship sort of grew from that uh, that first meeting. 
The hotel's at Langhorn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, put this all in context. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember to... the, the holding my hand part. Well, it was a figurative. You know, I, I will tell you that I was going through some old stuff in the garage. I found that very book. I didn't know the original. I didn't know I still had it. Did you? Yeah. And I you, thought of you. So. And, I mean, it's, it's a true story, right? You literally like sort of you, you, you were spiral binding the books in your basement. No, I didn't. I went down because I, I just had one and I had no idea what to do or how all you people worked or anything. And somebody <laughs> said, you need to go to this mouse fest and meet people. And I knew your name because there was this cool book I saw in the bookstore. And um, you were like the only person I whose name I knew. So I went up to you. But no, I was just there to meet everybody. And and boy, did I meet everybody. <laughs> and just to to, to be clear, the, our hotel rendezvous were really yeah. You the, might yeah explain yeah, that. Thanks. I shouldn't have blurted. We out would there. spend f- like four hours in the lobby of the Sheridan because we're like, hey, what do you think about doing a print magazine? When everybody else was getting out of the magazine business, we're like, yeah, we're we thinking that they're because we we That's did it idea. because we were fans of the old Disney magazine and we've sort of felt oh, that yeah. void that was left. Yeah. And Celebrations Magazine was born, what's that, six years ago? Uh, well, issue 41 is the one I'm working on, so what's the math? I can't. Come on, man. No, it's more than that. That's, uh, is it gosh, seven, seven years. years? Seven years? <clears throat> man, crazy. Um, Ryan Wilson, I have no recollection of how we met. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's, there's how we met, and then there's how we really bonded, which was... When the Adventurers Club was closed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how, all right, so how do we meet? Um, it was very similar to like a mouse, mouse meets uh, kind of a thing. We were down and uh, Greg Grimsley and I had put together like a bloggers, podcasters, kind of a lunch thing. And Glenn was there and you yep. were there and a bunch of people were there. And, and that Columbia was where House. it started. Yep, at, up at the second floor of Columbia Harbor House. Right. Wow, that's right. Holy cow. Now, now that's going back to what? When did you start the Gazette? Oh, that was 07. Man, we're old. Wow. We're old. <laughs> um, believe it or not, um, and, and I do remember the Adventurers Club story, yeah. by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, believe it or not, um, the, the way I met Tony and the way I met Scott are somewhat similar. Because <laughs> you both sort of peered out from behind a pole at a meeting. <laughs> no, no, no. Good night. I there. I was there with my family at your first meet of the month. And you love to point out the fact that like, I, can't, I, I stood online and I shook your hand and we chatted. But the funny part is. No, that's the funny met, part. That's the yeah, no, the funny part is we met and, you know, things went on from there. We, we went to. Uh, Mouse meets, we met there, we did a bunch of stuff, and we became friends. And then about six or I guess probably almost a year later, I think Ryan was at your house and Glenn, whoever was there, and you were watching a video on YouTube on the TV <laughs> of that first meet of the month, and everybody was like, Look in the back, that creepy stalker standing there. It's Tony. And also it's like ten o'clock at night, and my phone's ringing, and you're sending me screenshots and we were talking about it. It was like, where you know, at that time. I wasn't I wasn't as creepy as Scott. I went behind a pole to make a phone call. He was there, so I, I left and went to a different pole 
and he stayed back there. I was actually standing in view. Yeah, so. you were you were more like the end of the Blair Witch Project standing back there, where Scott <laughs> literally was sort of peering out from behind the pole. And the way I, Scott, and you tell me if this is wrong, the way I sort of remember meeting you was when I first started doing live broadcasts from my basement in New Jersey in 2008, yeah. whatever it was, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. You were there in the chat and you're O'Tisney and I didn't know what an O'Tisney was. <laughs> and I was coming down for an event um, called Goofy's Mystery Tour, which is a oh, cast right. member scavenger hunt and trivia contest. And I was going to be on somebody else's team. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Dude, you're coming down for that? Cool. You're like, I'll wave to you from the winner's circle. And I was like, what a tool. <laughs> and you did. You won and did not wave to me affectionately from the winner's I kind of had a history of winning that thing. I, that was my third win in a row. And I, But then later on, you and, and me, we won one Yeah, we, last uh, year. So, uh, What does it keep your friends close? Keep your enemies closer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we but yeah, it was the next day right after that that uh, was your meet of the month, and I decided to go to that, but I didn't really know anybody, so I it was in France, and I kind of hung out behind a tree, just kind of observing <laughs> from a distance, making and, sure uh, everybody was okay, and it turns out everybody was okay. And somebody said, would you go hug the guy in the corner, because he looks like he needs a friend, so. That's right. That was and, Tim Foster. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I and, like hugs. And Tony Mendike, man, like you, you like predate a lot of these jokers because you go back to the Mouse Tunes days. Mouse Tunes. I listened to all the Mouse Tunes, and I was so happy because uh, I asked for a Mouse Tunes shirt for Christmas, and the then like a month later, you canceled the show. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it's vintage. It, yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, we met Lou at, at Magic Meets. I guess it was like the third Magic Meets. You were at your table, and uh, I came up and introduced myself. He said, and you said, Tony Mendike, you email me all the time. Here's a shirt. And he gave you a shirt, and uh, that's what it took, I guess. And uh, I've been uh, a loyal listener ever since. Yeah, and I remember I met, like, your dad. and, and Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you actually, and you hinted to it, you were on show 122, Back in June of 2009, and this is sort of like a mini reunion, right? It sure is. So let's say Glenn was there, right? Scott? Yeah. Tim Foster, who ate under the the fish. And I think that was my very first ever live restaurant. First first live restaurant. Mama Melrose's. Mama Man, that was great. Gosh, boy, I can't believe that was, uh, I can't believe that was six years ago. Yeah. Well, we got kicked out of Flying Fish. Well, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was oh, Stig. Is that what, oh, that's right. We tried to go to Flying Fish. Did we try and go to Flying Fish first? Is that what it was? No, oh, that, was, that was several was years later. But yeah, Stig was not having any part of that. And I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> was, the, was the restaurant review something we planned or was it, did we wing oh. it? I think I you kind of were of like, a, hey, why don't we record this? Yeah, let's give it a try kind of thing. Like, that's right. We were, just, we were like, Tim is on a roll. We should be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what led to the Paradiso 37 review that just went straight downhill when we all oh, got there? Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember that. Uh, that's Oh, that's right, because I, I remember I'm looking at the show notes now, and it says, yeah, I'm going to try and experiment with something new and a bit different as a literal roundtable as a group of friends and I do a live on-the-spot dining review of Mama Melrose's. We'll talk about the menu, review the food, food chat with our server, who, by the way, was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. I was going to comment on that, too. I mean, I, she was like in. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, let's do it, so yep. to speak. Yeah, even though she's like, you Whatever. bunch of freaks on your mini-mancation. Weirdos. Like, what you? 
Yeah, and now clearly, you know, I've grown a lot since then, literally and figuratively, and I don't mean in height, I mean in girth, because I love doing the restaurant reviews. As oh, yeah. It's a staple Gosh. of the show. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. And yeah, Wait, I, who had um, 10 minutes for when Lou mentioned food? <laughs> <laughs> I had eight, so. <laughs> That's close enough. At four. <laughs> All right, so speaking of staples of the show, um, I will tell you that consistently, and it has nothing to do with you, Tim, consistently, okay. people love the top tens, man. They they dig the top tens. And I'm tr- I was trying to actually remember when our very first top 10 was and Tony Mendike probably knows cuz he has No I don't these... I don't have that I don't have that date in <laughs> front of me. <laughs> I always had an issue with them and, and I'm going to just put this out there. Only one only, <laughs> I only the one is, issue the top, I did, Here like, we go. The top 10 I issues always the had the issue <laughs> that the five the top 10 never once was their 10. Thank you. <laughs> that was it. I mean fault for that. <laughs> sometimes it was 20, sometimes Some, it was 30. Sometimes it was 30, <laughs> it was never 10. They were so, more like guidelines. Yes, yeah, 10 right. is more like a- <laughs> I'm over it now, but I had to move away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean... I don't think having more than 10 in the top 10s is necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just it hurts my math brain. If anything, there are actually t- uh, 10. Just go with me here. <laughs> I, wait, go with me here is uh, copyright and trademark Tim Foster. That is so a, a Tim Foster-ism right there because – Now, uh, you know, you started that, but I got – because you, you kept – and you're – more frequently now, you're just totally disagreeing with everything I throw out there. And whether I call them go with me or not, you tag it that way. Well, because we talk about things like, okay, so one of the <laughs> here, one that comes up all the time is we did a, a, a top 10 places to get wet in Walt Disney World. And the idea was the GTA. Splash Mountain. And you're like, so you told an 11 minute story about how you got wet on like the Haunted Mansion or something. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It's a small world. Right. Yeah. It was because of the big drop world. on on that. The huge drop. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. So show number thirty eight is where you made your debut. Actually, no. I think you debuted on the show earlier, but I think we did a show about your book. You did a show about me, and it yeah. was horrible because I the, was so petrified. Yeah. How would you was, know? You don't listen to the shows. <laughs> That's why I, I. That's why I vowed I'd never listen to this show. My mom listened to it. She said I was a total train wreck. So, uh, any idea what the very first top ten show was? Wait, hold on. I, uh, was it the top ten smells? No, that no, was, came later. And I. No, really that was in '08. That, that was show number seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Uh, <laughs> was it the top ten spookiest moments? Oh. Oh. And that's actually I'm having one right now. <laughs> and that's actually, do you remember when I used to, way back when the show actually wasn't like one giant segment? I used to do like news and rumors. We did a top ten spooky moments. We did a segment on the headless horseman. We did emails like Halloween stuff, a trivia. Like there was like five segments in the show. Yeah, Lou, you said at the beginning that there's like 17, 17. days of material. Some of the early shows were about 17 days long. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so listen, I do a bit of a long format show, but my feeling is what the the beauty of the medium is that you have a pause and a fast forward button if you choose to use it. So if 
you have to get out of your car to go to work or your nine-hour train ride is finally over, then you can just pause it and come back to it later on. Absolutely. I do it for the marathon yeah, runners, internet. honestly. I do it so that they have a, something to listen to during their marathon runs. <laughs> Nobody's buying that at all. No, one's taking, it. <laughs> no, no one's taking it. Um, I don't think anybody complained about how long they were. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, at the beginning, people were like, wow, that's a long show. But I think people sort of started to uh, adopt it and understand. And so I think some people were like, hey, do a longer show. You know, I think as yeah. long as the content is good, yep. um, I don't try and restrict it. I remember um, one week that uh, after a long, long run of long show, did like a 45 minute show. And I sent you a text. I'm like, everything OK? <laughs> <laughs> show is only 45 minutes this week. <laughs> well, and it's funny. Speaking about things like that, I always the show always used to come out on Sunday night. Like that was my thing. Like I had to have the show done by midnight on Sundays. And I used to spend my entire Sunday like the family would go out. They would do their things. And I would sort of lock myself in the cave and get the show out, and it needed to be done by midnight. Um, and then sometimes it would start to be like 1 o'clock, and then it would be a, f- a few Monday mornings. I'm like, okay. Like, nobody lost a limb if it came out Monday morning. It wasn't a big right. deal. And for years, I had never missed an episode. I was always so proud. Like, I had never missed. And the first time I ever missed it was the, the week that my dad died. And I, I was close. Like, I almost had it out. And I was like, curses. Like, but... That sort of uh, it, it broke it broke the streak. But quickly, go back to top tens, Tim. I know you don't actually yeah. re- remember any. Do you have <laughs> no. a favorite top ten that we've done, or a memorable top ten that we've done? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Every, every new one is such a glorious train wreck. They're they're <laughs> they're fabulous. I remember the smells for some reason because. I because you did a great job with it, and I I just went for the obvious, and not. I think that was the start of when I realized you were always going to come in with a totally different set of rules that you hadn't made me aware of. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's good to be the king. <laughs> and I, I know we did what, what might have been the last one we did, where we were doing uh, favorite Disney characters and. You started talking about Dreamfinder, and I thought we were talking about typography and signs and got all messed up. <laughs> and this but, is why uh, we don't talk about it ahead of time. Cause stuff didn't like we that do? Just, we did one in Liberty Square, right? We did. We, a live, we did a, a live, live one. one. Yeah, we did a live yeah. one, the top 10 things we loved about Liberty Square. Well, Liberty Square, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying like to, to the pickle barrel. Let's see. Top 10 <laughs> sentimental moments. I'm looking through top 10 things that are better at night. Top, top 10, 10 things that make you cry. That no. We did. I think we did have a uh, a top ten things that made us. Cry. We did, we did. We had, a, you know, one of the ones that I st- I still get feedback on too. In addition to smells, because I was afraid nobody's going to get this right. Like when I talk about the musty water smell, they're going to be like, "You're a freak. You need psychotherapy." And they're like, "Yeah, man, I get it. Like, why we are kindred spirits?" Because I yeah, understand that's what, a thing. <laughs> yeah, and then some people are like, "Well, what about the smelly monorail smell?" I'm like, "Well, yeah. I tried to think of the good smells uh, <laughs> as opposed to you know." Not the 10:30 at night in the middle of summer with 95% humidity smells. Yeah, no, I'm pull, I'm pulling out like you know the apple cinnamon and uh, that that Mickey Mouse thing, and then and the evergreen and the Mickey Mouse thing. the Mickey Mouse thing? Tim that Foster, ladies and gentlemen. Thing. And you're going musty water and monorail and the dumpster in the back of Fantasyland. <laughs> you were you were all over the place. <laughs> Nothing. But you but like you had nailed it, and I and I got a glimpse of. 
the underbelly of Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because there's a couple of ones that I keep on trying to do, and you're like, ah, I'm just I, I can't do. But they're all food because you keep wanting <laughs> yeah, right. to go food on me, and I only eat at two restaurants, and that's the problem. <laughs> I'm like Tim. No. Top ten and places one of to get Mama breakfast. Mama Melrose, and we already covered that one. <laughs> I'm like Tim. Cracker Barrel is not on Disney property. I can't do Cracker Barrel. Oh, what can I tell you? You know, <laughs> you have to do top ten things Tim knows about, and uh, run into the end. For uh, for anybody else that actually has listened to the show, are there any <laughs> other than the smells? Is there anyone that? Um, stuck out to you, or anyone that you liked, or or feel free to jump. Feel free to jump because I can't uh, you see might you. Want to direct traffic here? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You got nothing. I, I, I mean, uh, the smells one is the one that actually sticks with me because yeah. so much of the uh, this the orange smells in in Soren or in Hori- in Horizons or the burning of Rome and uh, I remember right. you guys talking about those and of course the musty water and the pirates those were the, those were the, that was probably the one that stuck out for me as as that was a cool fun show. It was a fun show because it's one of those things that we all know exist right but you don't really talk to somebody else about it. So it was memorable because here's here's everybody like yeah I think that too. Oh yeah that too you know yeah that was that musty water smell I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And people here like at home or at work they're like you're just don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for guys who people who've only been there once or twice, they don't think about it. They'll just go right, right and be like, "Oh, what's that smell?" But that you, stinks. it'll yeah. <laughs> but for us, it brings back you know memories. Yeah, as much takes us to our childhood. And so, one of the other things I've always wanted to do with the show, in addition to like Glenn said, making you feel as though you're sitting around a table, you know, listening to to friends talking about something that that simply makes you happy about this place, whether it's a top 10 or a dining review. And Glenn, certainly you and I have done our fair share (laughs) of that over the years. Um, And it's funny because we started doing dining reviews together because we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy eating. And we were able to do it well together because we understand we have sort of the unwritten code. (laughs) Look, we order everything on the menu and we're just going to dig into each other's plates and eat along the way. (laughs) And when I think about our, our live reviews and then we started getting into video, probably what? 2007, 8, um, somewhere around there. The first video we ever did that you helped me out with right. was the opening of the T-Rex Cafe right. uh, in downtown Disney. So I don't remember what that was, but I remember my son, who loved dinosaurs, because every like six-year-old you know likes dinosaurs, was going into school and telling his teachers that my dad owns the T-Rex Cafe. So every time I went to school, they're like, wow, congratulations on T-Rex Cafe. I'm like, oh, you like the video? They're like, no, congratulations like on the restaurant. I'm like, no, my son, D6, he's got it uh, all wrong. But Glenn, do you remember when we did the live review and the video in the UK pavilion? Yes. And they yes. brought us down by the water, yes. and it was like they opened up these golden gates, and there was like three tables full of food, and they're like, have at it, gentlemen. Here's this the is, chef. Go to this town. This is it all. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We had a great time, and it was a mm-hmm. great video, and we're, we kept looking at each other like, OMG, like, yeah. I can't believe how good this is. And then we blew it on the clothes. Because we stand up and we're getting ready to walk out and we're like, ooh, I didn't try the blood sausage. Blood sausage. Not the last thing you should be eating on the way out. 
Yeah, I do remember that. That was a, a great – they really did give us – they just put everything on the table. And they, oh, there's two of you. We'll double it. <laughs> and uh, and as we were leaving, we grabbed the blood sausage, and it was not the taste to uh, no. finish up on. But that's where the uh, the WW Radio stretchy pants were born. Yes, so. right. <laughs> I need one of those. You yeah. know, and everybody, everybody listens to those, and they think how nice it is, but – I boycotted that one because I'm getting text messages of like Glenn with plates of food in front of empty plates, and I refuse to listen to it because I have I think somewhere somewhere in the interwebs I have 42 really mean spirited text messages and photos about the dining review and United Kingdom. Okay, so moving on. I just want I just want to point out how just, hurtful you and Glenn can be. So okay. speaking of being hurtful, because for a while, Tony, I was almost doing it on purpose to you because I will tell you that I I still uh, think to this day the most memorable review we ever did is at the restaurant which which would quickly jump to the top of my list of favorites, yep. and that's Blue yeah. Zoo. Yes. And Scott, you were there, and and Scott, oh, you, yeah. you you have particular. <laughs> Dining uh, <laughs> idiosyncrasies, we should well, say. Well, I'll tell you one one good thing about that place is that cheese wasn't really an issue. So that was. <laughs> but I remember sitting there, and there they were very. I mean, the service was exceptional, and oh, was our, our waiter Joe was phenomenal. And we kept looking at each other, like, "Are you kidding me? Like, is the food?" It, I said, like, we, we literally almost, like, hugged and cried because the food was that good as it was happening. It was phenomenal. As a listener, phenomenal. I think I was, I was looking for the explicit tag on, on the, from the sounds that you all were making <laughs> eating this food. And, and that was a long time ago because you've been rubbing – until this pa- my past visit in February, you've been rubbing that in for quite some time. That I, I had never been to Blue Zoo until a month ago. And we finished eating there, and Lou is all – he looked sad. I go, he goes, what do you think? I said, it's amazing. He's like, yeah, well, now what am I going to hold over your head? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what he says at dinner. I have nothing I have nothing to taunt you with any longer. So and he's been hard back, at work figuring that one out. So that was show 204. That was back in January of 2011. And that's the only time a fist fight almost actually brought oh. broke out because – <laughs> Scott Otis was digging into my tuna. I'm like, dude, you don't even like food. What are you no, doing? You actually said, would you like a bite of the tuna? Dude, that, I was being courteous, man. Like, you were I, being, I and I thought, you know what? I should expand my horizons. And I did. And it was wonderful. It was the last bite. I'm very sorry. but Yeah, unlike the blood sausage, you got a good Luke, last What you should have said was, do you want to try some of this cheesy tuna? That's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> to this day now, but I, I still eat sear tuna. It's it's wonderful. See? I had some last night. Thanks for inviting me. You still owe me. <laughs> you still owe me tuna. So, as part of of the sort of the mission of the show, you know, the one thing I've I've tried to do, and and it's 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 difficult because Disney fans, and I'm using air quotes, Disney fans really sort of run a very wide spectrum, right? There's There are people who are park people. There's people who are listening, who are planning their first vacation. There's people who are into the history. There's people who are into the food, whatever it may be. So I really try and do a show that will uh, appeal to as many people as possible. And one of the things that I've loved doing from the very beginning, because I really got my start with all this, writing the book I wanted to read, right? I, I wrote a Walt Disney World trivia book back in 2003, right? Go showing how far back this goes. And Ryan, you consistently come on and help me sort of go back in time, and we do those deep dive that the DSI Disney scene investigations and the Wayback Machines. 
And those are often fun, but we 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 joke sometimes. We're like, we really want to do Thunder Mesa, but we know it's going to take like six weeks of research in order for us to do it right. Right. We have a we have a list of those shows somewhere of right. We got to get to that at some point. We get we get to one about a year, I think, at this point. <laughs> but it it it's it is. It's that piece I think where. Everything intersects, you know, and that's why I think, you know, we've bonded so well over these years and had all these things is, it is, it's history, it's food, it's, you know, what does, how does the kid see the park? How does an adult for the first time see the park? And we try to build all that into the stuff and, it, and it's just always incredible and mostly by the seat of our pants we get by when we do that. <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, the, the reason why it's quote unquote tough is because we really want to make sure we deliver as much value and as much content as possible and there is so much to cover. You don't want to leave something out, right? You want to try and give people, especially about some of the extinct stuff, because you either want to connect them back to the experience or, hey, this maybe is what you missed, but we want to try and connect you to it as much as possible. Yeah, it is. It's always, it, it is. It's always that bridge between then and now. And, and we talk and most of the time at the end of the show, we're like, wait, did we forget – Wait, where did we forget that? Oh, we got to add that back in. We have to go add that back in because <laughs> we know somebody's going to rip us for it at some yeah, point. Yeah, right. Oh, how could you people not talk about Fire Mountain or whatever or whatever it may be? Um, I don't know why. I just was thinking about one of the extinct ones. So do you have any that you think back on that you enjoyed? Or uh, I'm only going to point to Tony Mendike because he's the only one that probably actually listens to the show. Any of the Waybacks <laughs> or the DSIs that you were like, man, I really dig that. Like that's one that I liked a lot. I think for the, just the period of time when we did the, we just went through World Showcase and did the whole World Showcase loop for a while um, in Future World. Like we just did a whole thing back for Epcot. That was great. And then 20,000 Leagues always sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the, uh, we, we, were on a, we were on an Epcot kick for a yeah. while. Uh, and then I, one of the things I like doing too is doing the, the way backs to sort of just picking a year and like, okay, yeah, like, like we're in the time machine. Did. I'm sorry? <clears throat> You did like eighty-two Communicore or something like that. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. yes, that that's my Epcot Center, and uh, yes, I, I like I love all the stuff you guys do with the the Wayback Machines and the history stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah, one of my favorites was back when uh, you and Ryan did the 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 World of Motion one. That that really took me back. That was oh yeah, yeah. Was, uh, that's one of my favorites right there. And and we love those too because obviously it's great when you're able to pick a pavilion and just sort of tear it you know down layer by layer. The problem is when you start going way back, eventually you start running out of things to talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm not sure we're gonna do a you know a stitches supersonic celebration way back segment on the show. <laughs> you never know <laughs> unless we really start getting desperate for content. So, <laughs> well, that'll be when it gets close to like the 70th, 70th anniversary. We'll be like, remember back when this happened for three weeks? And yeah. Well, for me, you guys, you know, you you go into the pavilions or you go to rides. Um, you go to the, which are there, and you do the DSIs, or you do a, a, a way back and a back in time. And I, I remember a lot of that, a lot of the rides, things you're really looking at. But for me, one of the, my favorite DSIs still, and I basically give the, I give it as a tour to my kids every time we go. They want to know about it. Was you guys did a DSI of Pecos Bill Cafe? Yeah. And oh yeah. It yeah, was, was like. Great. This is, you know, it's a counter service restaurant. You go in here, you get your food, you run around like a maniac looking for a table, and you walk by so many cool things that, you know, on a ride, you know there's this story on the ride, and you're, as a Disney geek, I'm kind of like hunting for that stuff. But when you're in that restaurant, and 
Paul Bunyan's axe is up there and the Code of the West. And it's amazing that DSI to me was the coolest because mm. it was so much stuff under your nose or over your head that you just were breezing by. You know what I mean? When you're on lunch, you think about rides, 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 quick. Let's stuff this hamburger in our face. Rides, 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 rides. You know, if you're going commando. <laughs> and then it was like nobody... I look around in there and I'm like, nobody's getting this, man. Nobody sees what's going on in this restaurant. And it's it's awesome. It's just that – I'll never forget that DSI because I, I go through with my kids and I point all that stuff out every time. And I, I hear them now, my six-year-old, telling his friends the first time he takes there, Paul Bunyan gave uh, – Pinko spilled that axe as a gift when he opened the rest. You know, it's cool stuff, man. That was my favorite. That's awesome. And I'm sure neither you nor your kids ever gave credit to Ryan Wilson for that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Tony did give me Widowmaker fries. There you go. I made those up. And it's a <laughs> so, so it's an even trade for Pinko's bill. <laughs> Nobody even knows what those are but me and Ryan and whoever right. read the blog post I wrote 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not sure. We can double check this. I think Lou has snuck Pecos Bill into every single top ten we've ever done, <laughs> no matter what it was. That's it's not even my. I'm not kidding either. It is not even my favorite hamburger on property. It's like my sixth favorite hamburger on property. But oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lou. Oh, the lobster burger, Grand Florian Cafe. Yeah, boom. Thank you. See, boom. So, wait done. a second. So there's a top ten right there that I could never do with Tim. I cannot what? do top ten favorite burgers because he has one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, you you have Peg. I'm you 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 go on all the time about how Pecos builds the best burger on property. So I'm expecting no. a little rumble no, right now. No, no, no. No, you you said that. The well, Turner Club. Take. I mean, they got a better one. Olivia's the and the Yachtsman. The fountain. They got a better one. Dude, Let's, don't, give don't the, get me started. Don't give the fountain away, man. That's like that's like the oh. secret gem. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, that's Sorry. a secret burger. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. certain. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my sushi place, like certain things you never give away. You, you know, you don't want to. Uh... <laughs> um, so I think about some of the other different types of, of segments on the shows. And look, I, I said at the, at the very beginning, on the outset, that the show is really about people, right? It, it's the friends that I've made. It's look, I'm a Disney fan first and foremost. So for me, the incredible privilege and opportunity to meet and interview so many different people on the show. Look, for some, I wouldn't care if nobody listened because it was just such a thrill for me to be able to sit down and talk to somebody whose work I admired, whether they were an artist, a designer, an imagineer, a, you know, an actress, whatever it may be. But I want to ask you guys, uh, if you've ever listened, who <laughs> might be, and Scott Otis, I think I know yours, so I'll let you go first. Who do you think, well, who's been I... your favorite interview on the show? There have been so many. You you know, you've had some great artists. I'm going to just name a few. We might even have taken some of your guys' uh, answers. But, you know, people, our artists like, you know, Ron Cohey and Brian Blackmore are just amazing. Some Imagineers like Tony Baxter and even some new new ones like Alex Wright. And, of course, you know, the big ones, Richard Sherman and Julie Andrews. But but my favorite was probably Alice Davis because I <laughs> – <laughs> No, I tell you because, uh, yeah, I, I had the fortune to be with you. Uh, when we went to her place and uh, got to interview her live, um, God, she had so many stories. We were there for how long at her place? Yeah, we were, we, like, we literally were there for. And as we were walking out the door, hours. Right, we're there for hours, and it's you know, and you got to go back and, and listen to 
that episode. Tony Mendike, pull that up. Um, that, that episode the, 193, Lou. Thank you. 193. Gosh, you're good. Uh, I have to have you on more often. Um, <laughs> we had the privilege of going to her home in California. We were out there for whatever it was. and, and, and uh, Destination D. There you go. Where, there you where go. I did not sleep very much because we shared a room together and you snored. Um, <laughs> but her, her house was a treasure trove of artwork and stories on the walls. And as we're there, like, oh, uh, Alice, Marty's on the phone. Like, Marty Sklar's calling up. I'm like, yeah. Literally called her up, yeah. Yeah, typical day there. And we're walking <laughs> out the door, and in the hallway, st- <laughs> sitting atop a pile of boxes is an original Mary Blair just sitting uh, there waiting oh. to come out the door with us. And she goes, oh, hey, guys, one second. Do you want to come downstairs and see Mark's studio? And we're like, oh, wait, the what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, and you know, she, she, she opened up the drawers and just pulled out all of this artwork that Mark had done you know, over the years mm. and just showed us that, you know, t- took us to Mark's desk and to the, to the chair that Walt Disney used to sit <laughs> right. in when he would come down and visit Mark. And uh, she even gave us some of his artwork. Yeah. Was, and she's mm. like, do you want to sit in the chair? I'm like, yes, please. the <laughs> <laughs> children. <clears throat> wasn't, she the only, uh, wasn't she the only bleep on uh, a? <laughs> <right. laughs> Not only was it a wonderful, you know, visiting her and, and hearing her stories and, and you know seeing all of the stuff that she had on her walls, but she had a wonderful interview as well. And that she did. That, she was yeah. <laughs> and Tony's right. In, in the more than 400 shows, I mean, look, if you think back, 400 really is not accurate because I did probably. 75 or so Mouse Tunes episodes. The 400 doesn't include all the newscasts and all the videos and all the other live broadcasts and stuff. But in all that time, and of all the people that I've interviewed, only one person I've ever had to edit for (laughs) content, and it was cute little Alice Davis. And if you go back and listen to her story about Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I had to leave the story in but you'll hear the uh, the. Cr- I tried to be creative with the uh, with the bleep, but it really was a wonderful edit. <laughs> you had some rascally pirate talk. That yeah, kinda... it was uh, it was cool. Anybody else? Any any of you other guys? And feel free to to jump in because maybe you don't have any. Uh, Tim, I've actually interviewed what? people on the show before. <laughs> There's Blue a show. Aside from what I was talking about earlier by uh, making it so that it felt like we're sitting around the table talking and that's how the show always feels. When you do an interview with Julie Andrews or Richard Sherman, we actually get the feeling that we have met them. And, Absolutely. And, actually, exactly. and, and then if we get the opportunity to actually meet those people later on, you're a little surprised that like I was like, why doesn't Richard Sherman remember me? Because I remember him. <laughs> you know, because we really do get a we have like an hour long interview with him, and it's it's so uh, it feels like he's sitting at the table with us. Can I pretend to know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, you you do okay. every top ten. So go ahead. Why should today be any different? So, first of all, um, <laughs> the the Lou top ten trickery gimmicks that he's come up with um scott kudos to you for getting in on that since you snuck in 12 answers when you <laughs> had to do it and, that's and took friends. all mine it was a took tribute too. all right not that i um not that i maybe technically listened to this show but the richard sherman interview I, for me this personal memory for me because i remember when you did that 
and I remember I remember you talking about when you were going to do it. I think it was at a, a mouse fest, and you had it in the works. And I remember how excited you were. And I I just I remember going, really, you're talking to him? That's amazing. And I think that's when it kind of connected the dots of, uh, you know, connecting all of us and then the people that listen to the show through them to all the legendary people at Disney and making it kind of real. So mm. that's yeah. it. I, 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 rem- I just remember that moment, how cool that, how, because that was, was that like your, probably your first big, big interview, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, I, that was I, back in 2008. It was August of 2008 on show 80. Tony, I beat you to the punch. Um, yeah. That for me was was huge, right? Because I knew who Richard Sherman was. And he wasn't, you know, it's not one of those names that maybe everybody, and again, we're talking seven years ago. So he wasn't as, um, he wasn't as visible as he was back then. But for me, he was the guy that wrote the soundtrack to my childhood, right? You know, Mary Poppins and all that. So I wanted to interview him, and people were like, how did you get Richard Sherman? And I'm like, ah, listen, I really get... I I basically just found his phone number, and I called him on the phone and talked to his wife for 45 minutes and got friendly. And and as I'm interviewing him, I'm I'm saying to myself, like, I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe this guy is taking the time to talk to me. And And you're right, he's so genuine, and he's such a nice guy. Like, I, I... I'm honored to be able to say like I'm friends with him now like you know and he came on the cruise and it's just mm-hmm. it well, was, that's yeah. oh sorry good I was just saying that's when it changed for me like I listened to the interview and I really enjoyed it we went on the cruise with him and I went back and listened to it and I loved it because you know we're on the cruise and you meet him and he, it was just he's just a just a nor just such a down-to-earth guy one night my son is just running over to him and he's sitting on his lap he's telling him stories and i remember uh his wife comes up and says oh tony if it's okay dick and i are gonna take the boys to the show with us and i was like yeah we're cool like i was freaking out you know and i'm sitting here in my office and there's a photo of him sitting with my kids on the lap and everybody's smiling and he's hugging him and he was just after i met him and i was lucky enough to get to know him and spend some time with him i went back and that's my favorite interview now because of that, knowing him, right. and it was just, I don't know, it all came around and became something more after the fact for me. I uh, i will quickly share a story because very recently, like in the last few nights, I just happened to be sitting down with, with my kids and we were talking. And I, I don't know why I was getting very reflectful. And I said, I said to my kids, and I think you should always, you should ask your kids this because it was amazing what they said. I said, what's your favorite memory? Now, mind you, my kids right now as we're recording are uh, nine and my daughter's 11 going on 35. I said, what's your favorite memory? I said, if you close your eyes and what's the, your happiest memory, your most favorite memory ever? And my daughter got me choked up because it, you know, she said when we were on the cruise and Richard Sherman sang happy birthday to me. And I was like, Yahtzee. Like when I, when that happened, I literally, I hugged that her was awesome. and I whispered in her because we, we, uh, Miss Richard and his wife came uh, to our cabin and we had a little sort of birthday party for my daughter as a surprise. And he sang happy birthday. And I hugged her and I whispered in her ear, don't you ever forget this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, when she's 17, I'm like, you better remember. And she said Richard Sherman singing me happy birthday was her most profound memory at this point. And 
quick side story. I asked my son the same question, and I was waiting for him to be like, oh, I don't know, the day I got my Lego set. He's like, you know, Dan, and I'm going to get choked up. He said, the day that we went to Epcot and you surprised me and you introduced me to the Dreamfinder and he sat there and talked, I was mm. like, I, flames from the side, speech, I'm speechless. Like, he said, that meant so much to me that I was able to sit there and talk to the Dreamfinder. <laughs> cool. That's, fu- mm. that's awesome because wow. that being there when she, you could see the look on her face when he sang happy birthday to her. And that day was one of my most profound Disney memories when Dylan was telling him how much he loved Steppy Time, as he calls it, <laughs> Stepping Time. And Dylan says, we listen to it 10 times a day. And Elizabeth smacks him, cracks him <laughs> in the shoulder and says, Dick, apologize to Tony right now. That's just not fair to anyone. And, and the man apologized to me and gave me a hug because I have to listen. I had to listen to Stepping Time 10 times a day. <laughs> I was like, that was the coolest thing. I've, I mean, she she gave him a good whack, too. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That She's was awesome. one of my that was one of my pro- most profound days as well because we went to we were able to get pizza at like <laughs> midnight. <laughs> we just were eating all day and they still were able to get pizza. No, it's profound because Scott went to go ask for pizza and he said, "I want pizza with no cheese." So they gave him toast with ketchup, basically. And that's- <laughs> at, at, my, at my time, my four-year-old sitting next to him, they going, "Bro, that's not pizza, bro." It's <laughs> pizza if I say it's pizza, and you know the cruise line is very, very accommodating. Oh, that pizza They'll was give you so anything good. you ask for. That was the best pizza ever. It was. <laughs> what pizza I, um, at midnight with friends. Yeah. yeah One of ahead. the uh, interviews that I, I remember is uh, when you, <laughs> it's. Not the typical blockbuster, uh, you know, interview like Richard Sherman or Julie Andrews, but uh, I like when you interview J.D. Roth. Wow, because nice. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching the Inside Out stuff on the Disney Channel, and like, I, you know, it just it just took me back to that time in my life where, where I was really into all that Disney, you know, stuff, the back behind the scenes stuff, and uh, I just thought that was a really cool interview. Yeah, and it's it's one of those names that unless you remembered Inside Out, you're like JD who? Like he's a pr- big producer now in in Hollywood for a lot of reality TV and things like that. He owns his own production company, but again, that goes back to me, like you, Tony, being a fan of the show. Yes, I had a crush on Brienne Leary, George Foreman, <laughs> well, not sure. so much, but <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean that's what it was. I mean all those interviews that I did. Well, it was J.D. Roth. Look, I, I, I cried at, at, you know, I've told the story hundreds of times. I, I cried at the end of uh, the interview with Julie Andrews because I didn't know if I would get it. She didn't really do interviews. They told me I was going to have 10 minutes. I had 45. And at the end, and this is my like worst Julie Andrews impression. I'm so sorry. She's like, oh, Lou. And I'm like, Mary Poppins just said my name. That's so freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> I just like lost my marbles at that point. But during that interview, Lou, you could hear... Like we were all living vicariously through you because you could hear your excitement and passion when you were interviewing her. Yeah, that was really, really more, good. That was thank you, but that was more nerves because I had like nine recorders going at the si- same time oh, just sure. in case my computer crashed. <laughs> and I saw you before, like that interview just went on, and he was he's holding you by the shoulder, shaking me. <laughs> it was really it was a little unnerving, but you know I. I Dig where he was coming from. Well, because that's the one, like, <laughs> I could I could say that name to my mom, who's, like, the barometer of everything. Like, I could say that name to my mom, and she knows who that is. You say Richard Sherman, and she might not, you know, get it. Oh, you say Bobby Burgess. You say, you know, Tony Baxter. She doesn't know who they are. 
but that's the name that she's like, oh, hey, I know who Julie Andrews is. She's this sound of music lady. <laughs> so she's Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, but like Samantha Brown too. Like I was just a, I was a fan of the old uh, Travel Channel specials that she used to do. Because like you guys, I, I was just hungry for Disney content. All right, I, got, I, I have a problem with that in particular uh, interview. <laughs> is it what is this? Is this like Festivus? It, like this is not you air your grievances at show four hundred. I because uh, you and I'm, this is not this is about you. This isn't about me. I understand that, but you have bestowed so many nicknames upon me. I still to this day don't know why you call me Samantha Brown. So I really object to that interview and you did it at the start of this show lest you forget and i still don't understand i need to go back oh i because i oh i know why because i said when you think of top tens you probably think of samantha that's what it was because she used to do like a top 10 whatever is at the at the uh, at walt disney world i said you probably think of top 10 but instead <coughs> i only oh so Foster. it's you know you expect this but you're getting this instead so. right Probably the old bait and switch, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know, Lou, would you you bring you interview Julie Andrews and Richard Sherman? But I think Scott brought up a good point when he he mentioned like Ron Cohey, where we got to spend time with people that we know their work, or we see it, and we never took the time to find out who's made that. And by putting a voice to that, or putting a persona to that, is very valuable to all us fans. Yeah, and thank you. And look, I think it's. I think it's wonderful that we are able to, like you said, put names and voices to the work that they are unable to sign, right? They, they don't right. get to sign their work, whether it's a pin or a mural or an attraction or whatever it is. And I love hearing the stories, right? And again, it's about people. It's about them telling their stories. It's about their journey, how they got. And look, if Brian Blackmore's story or Ron's story or Alex's story inspires one artist or one kid or whatever to try and become an artist or an Imagineer, then that's, you know, an additional uh, benefit yeah. of it as well. And I love hearing, you know, to hear inside the, the minds of a guy like, you know, Steve Kirk when he's talking about Dreamfinder and Journey to Imagination and, and things like that. Like, that's fascinating to me uh, because we don't ever get to hear those stories and be able to, it's one thing to read about it somewhere, to hear it in their own words. And like you said, Glenn, to hear passion in somebody's voice, to hear right. George McGinnis talk about mm -hmm. Space yeah. Mountain, like, come on, man. Yeah. I was going to say, George McGinnis was the one I was thinking of and because he's means, he means so much to all the attractions that we've loved and that we've grown up with. And, you know, for me, I got to, he's been a personal hero forever. And to hear that interview and to get to see that, Develop and then to jump off and use that as a springboard when I talk to him years later for you know, for some stuff, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, even somebody like and I don't mean even like I mean a Ron Schneider who was the original Dreamfinder. Like most people probably didn't know his name, but to hear his stories yes. about being this character that is that was such a so follow fascinating how the backstory of all that. Yeah, and you get—I mean, you look—he's a guy that you hear the love and the passion in his voice as he talks about. That wasn't a job for him, right? That was a lot more than than just right. a, a role for him. Correct, I agree. So, um, you know, but thinking back over four hundred shows and eight years, you know, like I said, it, a, a lot of—I said on show number one that there would be a lot of growing pains and there'd be a lot of changes, right? So. We went from old DisneyWorldTrivia.com website to a name change and a logo tweak and 
God knows how many different versions of. That's a nice the, logo. The, 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 Tim, <laughs> that's right, Tim, Tim Foster, by the way, designed after many painstaking emails back and forth. You came up with the WW Radio logo. Nice. And you you came up with a um, cover for celebrations that you did in crayon that it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. It was the tree of life, and you drew it on a napkin, and it was. It's got to get out there. People need to see this. <laughs> you could put that in a celebrations anniversary ten year edition or something like that. So yeah, um, but yeah, you know the, the the site has sort of grown to more than just the the podcast, right? The articles turn into blogs and and you know the discussion forums and all those things. And there's so much more interaction and feedback and videos and events. You know, right? it, it goes back to to people. I remember mm-hmm. the first time, for example. Um, you know, everything I, I, I was always frustrated because everything I, I do or did was really a push conversation, right? I was pushing out content on a blog. I was pushing out content on the podcast. And yes, I might get an email or a voicemail in return, but I didn't have that two-way conversation. And I will never forget the night I did my very first live broadcast via Ustream that <laughs> Scott was in from my basement. <laughs> yep. And I told my wife, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to try this new thing out. I don't know if it's going to even work. Like 10 people are going to show up. I'll be done in like 10 minutes and I'll be upstairs. Six hours later, she came down. She's like, what are you doing, you freak? I'm like, I don't know. Like, she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I- I'm talking to myself. And she's like, dude, you've been talking to yourself for six hours? Like, there's places for people like you. And I'm like, no, like, there's people watching. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, but Scott Otis is in there. And, I'm, and it was amazing to me to get that instant feedback, right? It was from, awesome. Little, it was so interactive, you know, just just basically chatting Disney. But it was I have so a strange. favorite live stream show. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we all do. <laughs> No, I really do. Okay. I'm can, so can, frightened. This is the scariest I, moment of WWE. <laughs> Please. No, and this is this is actually a, uh, a thinly veiled kudos to you and the lengths you go to bring the Disney magic to everyone. And hooray to you. Because there was one uh, there's one show you did. I, I, I'm Correct me if I'm getting the story wrong because I think this is what you told me. Your power had gone out. And well, that's right. You, you were you were you were off. Is, does that mean the show's canceled? Absolutely not. You bundled everything up. I think you went to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. And you set it up, and you did the thing. And and I I remember I went. Somebody sent me a text. You know, get on there, lose on. And I it took like twelve screens for you to realize I was actually in there somewhere. But my favorite part was when you paused everybody and you said, "Well, carry on. I'm going to get a." coffee or something <laughs> and you walked away and we all got the pleasure of watching an old couple enjoying coffee like for five <laughs> <laughs> that's that right loses a real memory maker so isn't he <laughs> <laughs> what about but the time you jumped in your pool you go through you picked that you 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 were going to do it tomorrow you weren't going for the power going you went and you you found right. a place to do it and you set up shopping <laughs> And you nailed think, it. Yeah. I'm applauding you. That's, that's yeah, and Tony, you mentioned a pool, some sort of a swimming pool might have been involved. Pool. Oh, a little what? fundraiser. Action. Yeah, I, I was on in the Naples, fly. Right, I was in South Florida at the time, and I was sitting out on my lanai. And again, it's one thing to be in your basement talking to yourself and your family thinking you're you're a lunatic, but when you're out on your lanai and your neighbors on either side of you are sitting outside, like, 
who is this freak talking to? And nobody's talking in return. <laughs> Again, when I used to do the show, I wasn't even doing the news at the time, right? I was We were just sort of hanging out and chatting. Right. And we were there for hours. And Scott Otis had a brilliant idea. Wow. Yeah, I thought... Uh Let's get Lou to jump in the pool, and we could uh, we could call it for charity. Sure, why not? <laughs> Raise a few dollars. <laughs> but the pool, it was just so tempting because it was all lit up, and I thought, <laughs> got to get him in there somehow. So I and was I, fully clothed. I, oh, yeah. I, I jumped in fully clothed, and again, Sorry. neighbors. So. Yeah. But we raised like what five hundred dollars in like twenty no, minutes. Like it was a thousand, I thought. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Becky, uh, she matched it at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wow. You're right. She did. Yeah. Nice. Becky, though, Becky and Mouseman Travel have always been very generous in support of the Dream Team. I, I, let okay. me get serious for two seconds. The Dream Becky, Team. Becky, we project, miss you. We do miss her. Yeah, we do very miss much. her. Um, and and Christy's also been a huge part of making the Dream Team happen and and the events and stuff like that. But you know, the Dream Team project started as I was writing my first book. I was going to Sloan Kettering with my dad every day as he was sick, and, and I've told the story before. But you, and this show is about and by and for you, you made the Dream Team what it is today, and as of the recording of the show, I think we're somewhere in the neighborhood of $280,000, dollars or so wow. raised for the Make-A-Wish, wow. and that's, that's all awesome. you guys. Like, yeah. that Oof. is all you, so that's where the, uh, you are the true heroes of, uh, of the show. So, wow. Um, but yes, that was a that was an easy thousand dollars <laughs> jumping in the pool, uh, fully clothed. Yes, somebody had the foresight to uh, to get a video grab of that, so it's on. I believe on YouTube somewhere right now. <laughs> but I think it's that spontaneity that always like is is always so great. I can remember being down and we ended up doing the show when they opened Storybook. Uh, circus, and we're running around looking at the maps uh, uh, on the walls going, and we think, this is going to be here next week, and this is going to be here. And it was just because it had opened, and we're like, yeah, let's go run over here and do this. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the beauty is being able to do that and look at the, the advances of technology, even since I started in 2003, have afforded me the opportunity to do that. Look, broadcasting from my basement turned into uh, again, like W Radio Family and W Radio Nation, you know, you guys created the box people. I said, I, I don't know if I said it either at, at a Magic Meets or I said it at uh, an expo. And I was like, yeah, you guys are sort of in the, because I used to walk around broadcasting from my laptop and I had a, a like a, a 3G card sticking out of the side. I said, yeah, you guys are sort of in this little box that I'm carrying around. And so the box people were born and you, and and I actually found there's still a Facebook group that exists called the Box People in Lou Mangello's basement. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. I, think I think it was, it was the Pacific, Pacific North, yeah. yeah, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and maybe that's a good way to to segue to again sort of the the evolution of the show is not just the weekly podcast, right? One of the the things I enjoy most are the live events because again, it's not about people having a chance to come and meet me. It's about me being able to meet you. It's about the friendships that we make. It's about me being able to look you in the eye and shake your hand and take the hug, which sometimes throws people off, and hearing your story and then watching people meet together. You know, the first time I started doing a meet of the month, I, I thought the only person who was going to show up was going to be Tony, but... <laughs> <laughs> and Scott, you sort of, for a while, you were sort of the, the, the keeper of the list of, oh, that's right. of shows. You What was your record? Like 50-something shows, 50-something of meets of the month in a row? Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I 
Well, because I'm local, so I thought why well, I couldn't miss any. I did miss the first two because I was a little bit scared. But then, yeah, <laughs> I, I, other than uh, going to J- Japan a few times, uh, we always seem to have the meat of the month, right? right yeah, I was going to say, I think the first one that you missed, other than the, the was the fact that you went to Japan. And like, yeah, I think but, you, they, but you had it in Japan, so that was, that was <laughs> that, very funny. Oh, that's right. We did fundraising. <laughs> we did, that's right. We did a fundraising show uh, after the Japan tsunami, and we did that's it in right. Japan in, uh, in, in Epcot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we've done, gosh, I don't even know how many meets. What was the first one in January 2000? January 2009. 2009. So yeah. six years of, six plus years of, of doing that. Um, and I think I've made almost every month, except for a few, maybe where I was traveling here or there. But look, I mean, it's amazing how that's evolved now, right? We do meets of the month on the road, and it's 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 mind blowing and incredibly humbling to me that I'll be speaking at a conference in Dallas, and seventy people show up at the the restaurant and like, oh, a table for seventy, please. <laughs> Which was, a little, but you know, we started doing other types of events. We started, you know, look. I think one that we all look back on and, and you know, Glenn, is, I remember kneeling and singing at the Adventurers <laughs> Club the night before it closed. Yes, right. Yeah, that was uh, pretty incredible. It was, uh, the, uh, well, I don't remember what what her name was. What's the name of the the big goddess uh, where I had to sing the, uh, the Righteous Brothers music to her? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the goal's always been to try and provide an event, an experience that you couldn't do elsewhere. So maybe I'll ask you guys this question, whether you've been to them before or whether you've maybe just seen or heard about them. What is one of your special, your your favorite events that we've done? And it could be anything from a a meet of the month uh, to the D23 Expo where we live broadcast. I mean, that was crazy too. That was great. Four days of just running around, just... Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and dude, that was just, again, that was a spontaneous thing. Going back to oh my gosh. what Ryan said, that was, I remember setting up on Thursday and I said, oh, I'm going to broadcast for an hour just to say hi. Next thing you know, I left it on all day Thursday. People showed up to the booth on Friday and says, I, I got on a plane last night because I saw what I was missing and wanted to be here, which blew me away. But I loved being able, and, and still to this day, I love being able to not make you feel like, oh, I wish I was there, but I want to try and bring the experience to you as much as possible. That's what I want the live reviews to be. That's what I want, you know, me broadcasting from the Magic Kingdom on a Wednesday night or a live broadcast from the Expo or on the cruise or whatever it may be is because I want you to be connected with us. And hey, maybe next time you might be inclined to join us in person because of how much fun that we've had. We've done what? Five cruises, I think, so far. Yeah. Um, we had Ridley Pearson as a special guest. Ron Coey's coming with us to Alaska next year to celebrate nine years. We're doing the Star Wars cruise in January on the Fantasy. Um, what else? We've rented out the American Adventure. We've rented out the Adventurers <laughs> Club. Uh, movie, movie ride. Great movie too. ride. Oh, the great yeah. movie Tower ride. Of yeah. Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. So, all right. So, uh, I don't know. I'll just sort of randomly pick. I won't pick Tim because he doesn't know Thank what we're you. talking about. <laughs> uh, Tony Caggiano, favorite event? Because you've um, been to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, you were going back to like the meets and stuff like that. And I know it's not one of the formal events that you kind of put together and through, but. I never, I'll never forget. It was your, I think it was your first on the road when you came to New York, man. 
and uh, yeah. you were staying at a hotel, and I came down from my house early in the morning, and we picked you up at your hotel. We went and got some breakfast, and the meet was going to be at Bryant Park. So we get we get some bagels. Lou's all excited. He's got New York bagels and coffee, and we sit in the park. And it was my kids and Charlene and I and Lou, and we're just talking and like, oh, this is supposed to start at 9 o'clock, and there's nobody here, but let's just eat our bagel. It's 10 to 9, quarter to 9. And someone comes walking by. They see me, and I see a guy make eye contact. I said, I think this guy knows us, Lou. And he comes over and like, hey, thanks for coming. And he's like, uh, what are you guys doing? He's like, well, we're waiting for the meet. He goes, everybody's on the other side of the park. So we walk over there, and at that point, there are 150 people standing there. And we get into it, and we're it's 150 people standing there. And Lou takes out his phone, and he's broadcasting. Half hour later, we're still standing there joking around, and I see Christy has this look of terror on her face. And there are four police officers talking to Christy. So I look, so me being me, I look over and I'm going, Do you need a hand? I'm out there. Are you good? You're good. And I'm giving her the okay sign, and she's about to cry. I go over there, and the cops are like, You need a permit because at the time it was uh, Occupy Wall Street was going on. They thought that we were involved with that. But I was like, Well, we, we, you know, we just kind of came out here and said, you know, the podcast. And he's like, well, listen, I stopped counting at 250 people. You guys got <laughs> we were at Bryant Park and I'm standing at one point, I'm standing there with Lou and we're recording on a phone and I look and it is just 30 people deep all around us. It was an, that to me, that was really cool because it was just, Hey, and, and, and I think at that point there wasn't even like, you weren't even posting like you know, graphics of a meet of the month come out. It was kind of like, Hey, you know, we're going to be there. Stop. Right. right. And it's, just, it's in New York. Who's going to like, what do we need? Like five people show up. Yeah. who just maybe happen to be in the city and, and you know, <laughs> would come by. And then remember, we sort of we paraded down <laughs> to, the, to the Disney store. Police eject us. We're ejected from Bryant Park. And we're walking with 200 plus people to the Disney store. It was we held up traffic <laughs> and I'm in, you know, I'm in front whistling, <laughs> waving my arm. It was a rock. I mean, to me, that was one of the coolest things because. We didn't even know that was happening. We were looking over there stuffing our faces with bagels and coffee, and these people were all looking at us. But to me, that was that was one of the coolest things, um, you know, as the events go. And if, if you want to call the 40-hour show an event the nightmare that it was, I, I'll, never, <laughs> I'll never forget that because of that how awesome. off the rails everything went. And, you know... Um, it was like being in the trenches with you guys, and that was a riot. That was a <laughs> Please do not do not mention the incident. I think Scott is the reason they closed Maelstrom. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It was the seventh, wasn't it? Well, that, oh, that was the seventh anniversary. But I, actually, here's the top 10,000 reasons why I'll never do another 40-hour live broadcast from Walt Disney World. <laughs> it sounded so good in my head before I announced it on stage. The person I... The most sorry for was the one guy who from day one's like, bro, I'm not staying up 40 hours. I'm telling you. He's like, I'm like, well, and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to that to the house. I'm out. Glenn leaves. He goes back there. There's drama waiting for him at the house. He gets through that, helps a friend who was upset. We come rolling in, and Lou and I pass out for an hour. And Glenn is like, oh, he's the only guy who wasn't going to stay up 40 hours. Was the he's the guy who stayed up forty hours straight? So, Glenn Whaley on taking the baton, and you know, yeah, brother turned on the show at like three a.m. and it was Glenn, Glenn talking yeah. into the camera with me snoring over his shoulder, and he was poking me with a stick. Like that was <laughs> it was you, me, and Jeremy. Yeah, that was a ride. Like at three a.m. Oh yeah, we were sleeping in the Avatar room. 
the avatar <laughs> room. <laughs> we had uh, we had rented a, a, a vacation home that had a giant theater in it. And we're like, oh, like after the show's over, we're going to watch Avatar on the giant, you know, 100-inch projections. (laughs) (laughs) But that was something. That was something. Oh, my goodness. The other event that uh, I think is worth mentioning was the American Adventure event. Um, What was so unique about it was that it was a unique show that was created. Uh, You know, we had a – Disney put together a show that – that nobody else had ever done or ever seen. And I think that was just like the whole time I was watching going, I cannot believe this is happening. This is really created just for this moment. And um, that was something that um, I'm always uh, amazed by. And I remember yeah. how that came to be because we were in a meeting with the Disney um, event group, the entertainment yeah. group, and the entertainment people were in there and we're talking, we're sort of throwing ideas around and they're bouncing stuff off the wall. And I said, look, one of the things that people still talk about four or five years later, whatever it is, was the Adventurers Club event. And we watched as the entertainment people looked at each other and smiled. I said, what was that? I saw that. I saw that. Look, what What do you, what do you, <laughs> yeah. what do you? <laughs> they, were, they were like, ooh, oh, ooh, and like something. And we're like, we looked at each other. And I think I had, we both had our iPads out and he goes, something just happened on my iPad. He texts me, they're freaking out. What are they, what are they throwing? Like, <laughs> because... Yeah. They, they visually got excited and ner- like, were, like chatting amongst themselves. And Lou and I are sitting there, look like we're taking notes and we're texting each other because something it was something was in the air. You knew that was yeah. Something they was they wanted they you know they wanted to sort of keep that idea alive and they just hadn't sort of found the right fit for this this concept that they were coming up with. And and from what I understand, I don't think that that's been repeated anywhere. Right? Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. We sort of called it sort of the American Adventurers Club. What was it? The the uh, the the Pasha, right? The the preservation, the <laughs> preservation of the secret society of historical yeah. American adventurers. Hmm. But yeah. the but even they even scripted it and well, we you know it was improv. But they had they had contacted me and asked me questions about Lou and Glenn, and they obviously contacted either you, Lou, or Becky, or whoever, and they like rolled us all into the show like they knew that they were going to drag us up there and ask these they knew personal <laughs> things about you know some of the guys from the show and that was a riot man well listen as long as you're talking about you and glenn and getting together <laughs> i guess it was the first was the first cruise when we were finishing up and they're like oh wait there's one more thing and my wife walks <laughs> up to the podium with a script and I said, the only thing that could be worse is Tony coming out with a clicker, and Tony came out with he a comes clicker. Comes out with the clicker. <laughs> I knew beat. nothing about the roast of Lou Mangello. Your uh. wife, she, De- that was Deanna's brainchild, and she was so, I can't express to you, Glenn will tell you how excited she was. <laughs> like, this, the, you were, I think at the time you were still living in Naples, too, because you were driving back and forth, maybe. Were you living in Naples then, or no? I think, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you were on the road coming back. I texted you to see where you were, and we were, we're doing like I never forget when Glenn finally sent me his cut, the video, and I called Deanna, and we start, we both pressed play on YouTube, the secret YouTube chat link, and we watched it at the same time, and it, we were crying. It's two o'clock in the morning, and I woke my whole house up. We were laughing so hard. Glenn just killed it, and Deanna says, "How's the thing you come? You know, how's your stuff coming along?" I said, "I'm done." I just finished it tonight, and I have to start over because I can't do anything. I have nothing now compared to like what Glenn did. He just—it was unbelievable. 
We had a uh, good time making that. Yeah, Scott was uh, uh, our um, uh, Cheryl 1984 <laughs> Cheryl Teagues was very helpful <laughs> in the making of that. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a blast, man. Yeah, I mean, it was great fun making that, but we really wish we could have been out with you uh, at that point. And what? So. so, what year was that? I'm trying to remember. Was that? Golly. Was it 2010? Oh, was that 11? 2011? 2011, oh. yep. Yeah. So I don't think I've actually done it. And I know people in the box ask, and I think what I'll do is I'll post it in the show notes for show number 400. I'm going to post Glenn's video. And if I can <laughs> find it, Amazing. I will, <laughs> post, uh, I will post the roast in the, in the show the notes. You know, it's funny you say that, Lou, because oh I had written down here, post the roast, <laughs> because as someone who could not be there, I remember there was a Twitter hashtag going around, hashtag post the roast, and uh, I still haven't seen this video, so I'm, I'm going to hold you to it, sir. It's it, amazing. It, well, you know what? It's all fun and games until the Italian boy shorts come out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, Tim's all of a sudden Tim Foster's ears just now, now I mentioned <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, there's Italian boy short? Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I, I thank my brother for uh for doing that for me. That was really nice of him to, to mm. dig into the archives and find some really flattering pictures of me. <laughs> I got better yeah. I've been saving yeah. some, so <laughs> that bro. I got, still I got some that I didn't think was... shot for the next issue. Yeah. <laughs> I just some of them I looked at and I'm like, oh, this is just wrong. This is bad. But now our relationship's gotten to the point now where I'll just do it, bro. What re- listen? What <laughs> restaurant will it take for me to for you to not to post? I got, a, I got a couple for you too, Tony. We'll we'll get you. <laughs> yeah, Can we I roast food now? Just a mini. <laughs> Isn't this kind of? Is this sort of like a mini? Is this a mini roast? <laughs> yep. So, <sighs> man, good times. Good, good times. times. Yeah, it has been a it has been an, an incredible journey. Uh, one that I never would have predicted. If you would have said to me 10 years ago when I had this idea for, or more than 10 years ago, this idea for uh, writing a little trivia book about Walt Disney World, that this is what it would end up being and I would leave my career as an attorney that I yeah. went to school for for so many years and the IT business that I had built and and the house I thought I was going to live in forever and, and everything, my family, my friends behind in New Jersey, to sort of follow this dream of of sharing my passion for Disney uh, in so many other ways, that this is where it would end up. Uh, I would have told you, as many of my friends did back then, that I was a crazy, that you were a crazy person. Um, but it has. I look. I could. Uh, I could reminisce with you guys all night and uh, and think back on the laughs and the jokes and mm. um, some of the great times and the great memories. And you know, again, going back to the dream team, the difference that all this has made in, in an, a seriously impactful way on the lives of, of people that really need it. Um, I rather than me sort of try and pepper you with with obscure questions, if there's anything that you want to share, whether it's a memory, a question, a story, um, a, a request, whatever it may be, this is uh, this is your opportunity to do it. Tim, I'll save you for later because I know you need time to prepare. Uh, Ryan P. <laughs> Wilson, what are you picking? Oh, <laughs> I have been to the Magic Kingdom once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Wilson, uh, my friend from the Main Street Gazette. Oh, what I, you know, for me, it's, it always comes back down to the relationships and the memories I have of you know all, all the people here. Whether it's Glenn and I, you know, in Germany one night narrating illuminations for a family, or 
the, the way Tony and I met. Are you when, out, they're uh, out of their minds. You have to take this to the next level. You guys have to take this to the next level. <laughs> I'll be in touch. Um, or, you know, the way Tony and I, you know, I met the night before we actually ever met uh, at Wishes. You know, I met yeah. I met uh, Scott and Zana the same day, That's three right. hours apart. Um, there's just so many memories, you know, when I ran away from home to, to lose house, um, <laughs> and the adventure that that week turned into, um, it, it's just, the, it's the people and it's the memories and it, it's what makes it all worth it every single day. Uh, what about you, Tony Mendike? Well, one of the memories I have is, is, um, you alluded to it a little bit earlier is the, uh, the first D23 live broadcast being in the box. I remember you either emailing me, tweeting me, or texting me or something. Say, hey, can, can we try something? And it must have been the day you were setting up or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I could see you. Okay. And then for the next four days, I didn't get much work done. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it, I'm glad I have a, an, a private office. So um, I didn't get much work done, like I said. But, you know, it's just it, the, the high-quality product that you – produce with all of the people who help you is is as a representative of the of the nation you know we thank you well thank you man and, and i appreciate you look you've been a uh, a good friend and supporter for a long time and and i don't mean just as part of, of w radio nation i just mean in general so thank you um what about you mr caggiano um you know i'm gonna it sounds sappy i'm gonna get a little sappy on it but i i emailed you the other day and i said and at your first meeting, people, when they meet you and I and we talk, everybody thinks you knew me from New Jersey or we knew each other way back. But, you know, we met. I listened to Mouse Tunes. You switched over. I started listening to WW Radio. And I saw you were doing that first meeting a month and I went there. And uh, you like to give me – you like to joke around how the first time we met I stood in line to meet you. And, but when I stood in that line, I had no idea that – I was about to shake hands with somebody who was going to become one of my very best, uh, most beloved friends in my life. You and I have had, we've been friends through good times. Uh, we've had some tough times and, you know, we still were there for each other and, you know, not to get too sappy on it, but this is all, I said, if all this went away tomorrow, you know, you and I are still going to be friends and we could go to the Magic Kingdom maybe without, you know, without having to worry about taking pictures or talk, looking at it and getting, what, what else can we put on the show? But, you know, um, yeah, man, just thanks for having me on the show and thanks for becoming one of my best friends, man. You know, I love you and all these guys here. This, you know, your family is my family. My, our wives talk constantly. Which is they a problem. Dude, which is, is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but see, like, like, you know, that's really it, man. It sounds, I don't want to get all corny and sappy on your show, but that's, that's how I feel. I mean, Congratulations on this, bro. This is amazing, and thanks for letting me be part of it and being friends, man. Wow, I I never expected that from Tony Caggiano. <laughs> Tony Mendike, <laughs> maybe not Caggiano. <laughs> I'm I'm deeper than my persona. <laughs> and all of our wives are probably talking about us right now behind our backs. So yeah, see, Ryan was smart. He kept he kept Aileen out of the mix as much as possible. He, I think he changed her phone number so they could stop talking. No, she's. She, no, she is. She's just really quiet about it. And then I hear things later. I'm like, wait, what, what happened? Yeah, like when when we were, I was having a nice, I was we were having a nice vacation at your at staying at Lou's house and the, the, uh, the vacation. <laughs> Ryan and Aileen decided, yeah, the Wilsons decided they were going to squat and they refused to leave. Yep. <laughs> and the girls all went out. But that's it, man. Those are the memories. 
you know, not to take anything away from the show and the people. I don't want to have this be like, oh, well, you know, we're just talking about inside stories. But that's really what you put out there, man. You know, yeah. we we were we started off. I started off listening to your show and we became friends. And that's it, man. This It's the family that you've you've grown here with your show, I think. And yeah. I go to. I love when I go to one of your meets and I'm hugging people that I never met or we met online and they're coming up talking. It's a blast, man. The whole thing. It's just, thanks for letting me be part of this trip. No, thank you, man. Listen, you know, the, the, I, I say that we're friends whether we've met you or not. That's, that's not a line, man. That's not nonsense. Cause I mean it. Cause I, I know that if you're taking the time, look, if you're investing your time, which is, is your most valuable commodity, then we are friends because I'm grateful for that. And I know that we've got something in common and, uh, you know, I, I am grateful for all the friendships on, on every single level. So, all right, Timmy Foster, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. All right, go with me here, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to give you a memory. I'm not going to give you a question. I'm going to add number 11 to um, <laughs> top 10 things to make you cry. Oh. A very famous man once said. I'm going to get ser- let me get serious with you people. A famous man once said it all started with a mouse. But we know it all started with Walt Disney. And in this case, on this show, we've talked a lot. Everybody's talked a lot. You especially, Lydia. It's about the audience. It's about connections and all that. But I'm going to speak not for me. You know how I feel about you. I'm going to speak on behalf of the entire WW Radio audience you say it's about us, and it is, and it is. It's about Disney, but it is about you. And you, you made this happen. And I, I have been to a meet of the month, believe it or not, a couple of them. And, and I'm with you. That seeing the connections that are made and seeing how this touches people. And like I said with the Richard Sherman interview, seeing how you connect everything and you bring this all together and you make it real. This is all for you, buddy. I'm crying. I'm done. So... Just drop and, and I think it goes. Stage, man. There's the. I wish you would call me a friend too, but I. <laughs> That's like a crazy. Go ahead, Ryan. You're but gonna... I leave you all speechless. <laughs> yeah, you just. You're just like, <laughs> We've all been there for the moments when, in that community, we had a discussion about this. One, you know, when you got your voice was recognized in a park somewhere. We were in line. Uh, at the laundry patisserie and somebody recognized your voice and I looked and I was like, you know, and you were so genuine. You carried on the conversation with them. It was like, you know, you knew them from, from way back when. And I looked at you, I think like, you ever get used to it. And you're like, you know, I never get used to it. It's, it's, it's always a new experience. It's, and it's always a wonderful experience. And, uh, you just, you shine with that every single time, you know, no matter what the interaction is. I will say though, the most frustrating thing you can ever experience in Walt Disney world is to try and walk around a park, with Lou Mangello and carry a conversation and not get interrupted every two minutes by a guest, a cast member. Lou! And then next thing you know, there's 20 following you. And, and it just doesn't no, work. Man, that's, that, you know, that's just record a show and people are taking pictures of you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I'm not kidding. That's a, that's a testament to all you. No, I know. And I, and I know what you mean, but you know what? Interruption is the wrong word, man. That, that's, that is an honor for me. It is, it is incredibly humbling for me that, that somebody would you know, take the time out of their day or out of their vacation to come to a meet of the month or to stop what they're doing and say hello and say that they like the show, man. There is nothing more rewarding on the planet uh, than that. Um, I'm trying to tell you I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, 
I was trying not to. Um, I was trying not to get all um, sappy. I, I think we're going to get through the show. I know. Um, Scott Otis, that yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, golly, behind just in addition to all of the wonderful content via the show, and you know the all of the meats of the month and the. Jeez, uh, the all the live shows, the anniversary shows were amazing. The all those events we did at D23 Expo and Destination D, and heck, even just going to, to a Ridley Pearson book signing and just talking to the uh, people waiting hours in line. But yeah, it's, as the others said, it, it really is relationships. All of the the great friends that I've met uh, over the years. Heck. Uh, even through all of this, I kind of find myself a girl. Uh, <laughs> as you all know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, heck, uh, I'm even getting married uh, later this year to to her. And At Pecos Hills Cafe, right? You're getting married. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan mentioned it that one day. Uh, the, the, the day I met Ryan, uh, we had gone out into the park uh, just hanging out. Uh, little did I know that earlier that, that same day he had... Uh, also gone out, hung out at Epcot. I think with, with Susanna. And no, we it was Montserrat uh, Island. We, oh, we were okay, Montserrat Island. Oh wow! <laughs> so we were actually both in the same park. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, and look at us now. <laughs> but no, seriously, it just all of you guys are just uh, just really my best friends, and yeah. it's just been phenomenal. Quite a ride. Yeah, it, um, and I think that's it. I think it's it's been an amazing journey and one that is not over yet. And people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, what's next? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see? I don't know where I see myself in six months. And that's the thing that fuels my fire. That's what gets me exciting is is thinking about what's next and and what else we can do and other ways to make the experience for people even better. Look, I, I consider myself the most blessed, luckiest man on the planet because I say that. I don't measure success in terms of dollars and cents. I measure it in terms of levels and happiness. And, and if that's the case, I'm the most successful guy I know. Um, and it is because of you, not just the people who are sitting around this virtual table, but you, the listener. Like, you give me the privilege of, of being able to share something that I'm just simply passionate about with all of you. And you give me your time. And, and it, whether it's an email or a tweet or a handshake and a hug or whatever it may be, um, to say that I'm grateful beyond words is an understatement. Um, each one of you, whether I have met you or not, um, every listen, you have profoundly changed my life and the life of my family in ways that I never could have imagined. Um, and I am so incredibly grateful for that. I, I don't say this lightly, and I don't throw this word around a lot, but when I say that I love you, the people around the table and the people who are listening, I mean I am talking to you, the individual who is listening, that I do because I, I love the gift that you have given me um, through my ability to, to do the show. And, and for that, um, I, I, am, I am so, so sincerely grateful. So I didn't mean to sort of end this thing on a, on a down note. It's not. It's, it's an incredibly happy note. Um, and I hope that's what this show does, right? At the yeah. end of the day, I hope that this show simply makes you happy. If it positively impacts your life or your vacation in even the smallest of ways, then then that is is the, the greatest thing that I could ask for. So, Luke, uh, can I tell you a little, can I tell a little story for a moment? No, 
No, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I man. thought we were done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of uh, my greatest memories, and I've never shared this with you, but you were totally involved with it. We were shooting a video um, for the return of the Main Street Electric Parade. And while we were shooting that video, which was a great experience, we were having a blast. One of the um, moments was you, we, we were shooting over one of the floats, and you actually said that I have a strong uh, affection for this parade uh, because my father shared this parade with me, and now I get the opportunity to share this with my children. And at that moment, I saw... That's what I saw that you were all about. And, and and that's how we all feel about Disney. That's how we all feel about our friends and everything like that. So uh, that moment was uh, a very defining one for me, for getting to know you as a friend. And I, I love you and, uh, and many of the people around this table. So uh, thank you. And um, anyway, that's I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you, man. That, that means a lot. All of you guys mean a lot to me. Uh, you really do. Um, Tony Caggiano, Ryan Wilson, Tim Foster, Glenn Whalen, Scott Otis, and Zana, who's here in spirit. Tony Mendyke, um, and Becky Mankin, and Christy Visaki, and Valerie Drew, who has been with me from the beginning and helps out so much with everything we do over at the WW Radio running team. And the countless people whose names I wish I could mention from top to bottom who have been a part of this experience, whether it's the site, the show, the blog, the newsletter, the forums, Facebook, Twitter, events, whatever it may be, again, the impact that you have had is uh, is profound beyond words. And know that you have made a positive difference in, in my life in ways that you probably don't know. And, uh, and again, I am, I am so very grateful. Thank you for 400. Um, here's here's to the future and you, Tim Foster. That's a reference to Space Mountain. What? Um, what? <laughs> here's to the future. Universe. Thank you, Ryan Wilson. You're welcome. Can we have a group hug. Please? Thank yeah, you. Man, oh, yes. Oh, you know what yeah. we need too? I think we need. I think we need a uh, a, a show 400 mini mancation reunion at Walt Disney World. Let's yes. get let's get like a house. Let's get a, a, a oh, grand yeah. villa, and let's Works just for me. and let's record or broadcast the whole, well, not the whole thing, but parts of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to pay a thousand dollars for Lou not to jump in a swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> or anything involving water. Cool. Let us make that happen, <laughs> guys. Again, thank you so so much for your time tonight and over the past. A decade of doing this again I, I love you and I'm pointing to you the listener and, and to you guys around the table thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah, well, I can say thank you Lou. thank yeah. you for Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see and possibly, like this week, in what you hear. If you think you get the answer right, you can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. 
So last week, we were over at Disney's Art of Animation Resort doing a live restaurant review of the landscape of flavors. Really, really enjoyed the meal. Had a lot of fun recording the show as well. And your question was about the resort itself because although it opened in 2012, that location was originally planned for a resort with a different name and a different theme. And your question was to tell me what was the original planned name of the buildings or the area where Art of Animation currently resides. Hundreds of you entered, hundreds of you got this one correct because you knew that although Disney's Pop Century Resort opened in 2003 with the classic years sections of buildings, this area where Art of Animation sits was supposed to be known as the legendary years section. And those buildings would have represented the first five decades of the 20th century. The land was prepared, the buildings were constructed, but for a variety of reasons, they were never completed, which I think was probably a good thing, because as much as I can see kids saying, Mom, I can't wait to go stay in the Cars or the Lion King section of Art of Animation, I can't see a kid going, Oh, Mom, please, can we stay in the Tens section of the Legendary Years? So everything worked out for the best, but I digress. And last week's winner, randomly selected from all the correct entries, who gets a copy of my new 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all six of my virtual audio walking tours and a mystery gift from my personal collection, which I've been purging lately up on eBay. Our winner last week is Nick Francis. So Nick, congratulations. Send me your address. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as I said during the introduction, sometimes I like to ask you questions not based on what you see or remember, but instead on what you hear. So tell me this week, where in the world have you heard all these people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you? You have until Sunday, March 29th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. Again, you're playing for all the audio tours, a copy of the 102 Ways book, and a special mystery gift from my personal collection. So good luck and have fun. That is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this week's show. I know it was a little bit longer than usual, but we had a lot to talk about over the past 400 shows and all the newscasts and events and everything else like that. I appreciate you so very much for being part of this and sitting around the virtual table with me. As long as I'm giving thanks, quick thanks to some members of WW Radio Nation, including William Matzner, Mike Groner, Craig Hargrove, John Murray III, Michael Nip. Rob plays that game. It's probably not your last name. Daniel Parks, David McIntosh, Ben Barlow, Paul Clark, Stephen Clausen, Philip Pagnack, Robert Burke Jr., Barry Smith, Michelle Edwards, John Nell, Randy Weiss, Brennan Party, Peter Dedone, and Susan Pesci. I really do appreciate you and all of your help, support, and friendship. Again, if you want to be part of WW Radio Nation, find out all the benefits you can get from it. Visit www.radio.com slash support. Also, don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can find and subscribe over in iTunes, you can join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast and chat where we talk about this week's Walt Disney World news with you in the chat room and then stay on. You can ask me anything for a while in the lightning round. Again, that's 7.30 East p.m. Eastern over at WDWRadioLive.com. You can watch on your desktop or even on your iPhone or Android device by downloading the free Ustream app. Also, visit WDWRadio.com 
for our multiple daily blog posts. I have such a great team of incredible writers all bringing something a little bit different to the blog. There's also videos on our YouTube channel, a free newsletter, free mobile app, and lots more. You know, like I said, that this show is by, for, and about you, and I love hearing from you. So if you have a question you want answered on the air during one of our listener email segments, you can email me, lou at wdwradio.com, or call the voicemail, 407-900-9391, and be heard on the air. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, Facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello, Instagram and Pinterest slash Lou Mangiello, and you can also like the WW Radio page over at Facebook.com slash WW Radio. Also, you might not know there's a very easy, free way to get new WW Radio podcasts and blog posts delivered right to your inbox. Just click on the subscribe button in the footer over at www.radio.com, and they will be delivered to you free as they happen. Again, look for the subscribe link at the bottom of www.radio.com. Of course, as much as I love connecting with you online and and engaging and having conversation there, I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So if you visit the events page at www.radio.com, you'll find out more information about upcoming meets of the month, like our next, which is Saturday, April 25th, our pre-Avengers Age of Ultron shawarma meet over at the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco and Epcot, as well as other events on the road and around the country, including our cruise to Alaska this June our ninth anniversary Star Wars cruise on the Disney Fantasy next February. And to find out other conferences that I'll be speaking at, you can visit loumangelo.com and my speaking page there. Also, maybe you find out how I can help you build your brand and your business or start your own podcast and find a way to do what you love full-time or come and speak to your business, your conference, or your school. Again, just go and visit loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always. Uh, the, these past 400 shows and so many of the great events and things that we've done, could not have happened without the help and the support of our friends over at mousefantravel.com. And it's who I use, whether I'm going to World, Land, Cruise, Aulani, Adventures by Disney, or anywhere on the planet. They give you an incredible level of personal service, all at no additional cost to you. Check them out over at mousefantravel.com. And of course, little Timmy Foster is over at celebrationspress.com, where you can subscribe and order back issues to Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, Show 400 would not have happened without you giving me your time and taking the time to listen. And if you like the show, please continue to help spread the word. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Go comment and like and share over on Facebook. That's really helpful. More importantly, please go to iTunes, rate and review the show there. I want to thank Stubblefield, Bruce MW, Always Learning 2, and Chris W2323 for their recent ratings and reviews of the show. If you go to www.radio.com slash iTunes, you'll get instructions and a link to iTunes where you can rate and review the show there. And finally, and most importantly, I don't know how to express my sincerest thanks to you. And I'm speaking individually to you because without you, WW Radio wouldn't be here. I would not have the blessing and the privilege of being able to share my passion for Disney with you. And I honestly want you to find that thing that you love and be able to do it every day and wake up every day the same way I do, excited about what the day is going to bring and the work and the task and the fun and the adventure that is ahead. Remember to always keep moving forward and focus on what matters. Stay positive. And if I can help you in any way, please let me know. It's the least I can do to say thank you. I hope you have a ridiculously amazing week this week. Thank you again. For everything that you've done, see ya. 
Hi Lou, it's Emma from the UK, also known as Pink Emma UK, in the box, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I just wanted to say um, well done on reaching number 400 um, episodes of WDW Radio. Uh, congrats! Um, I have been an avid listener and friend for many years. Um, I actually went out and bought my first iPod um, just so that I could download and listen to your show. So um, that's a bit of history for you. Um, I love the top tens with Tim. You guys crack me up every time. I love the banter between you two. Um, and yeah, definitely don't ever stop the top ten shows. And I've had the privilege of being on the show before a couple of times. And uh, we did the live dining review of the Rose and Crown in Epcot. Um, I've had so many comments back from that show. So many people have tried the Scotch egg and the snake bite, um, all because of our fun review. So that was an awesome night. So keep going. Keep going with the positivity. Um, we just love how positive and how passionate you are about your work and Disney. Um, so again, congratulations on the 400th show. Um, too many favourites to mention. Um, thank you for everything you do. And uh, see you soon. God save the Queen, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Tim Begonia from Mequon, Wisconsin. Just calling to say congratulations on 400 amazing episodes. Obviously, I've been a long-time listener, somewhere around 50 or 60. Um, that was my first uh, podcast that I, I uh, listened to. And I know you want to know my favorite. It's very tough. I love all your top 10s, or shall I say top 28s. Um, but... Probably my favorite was when my family surprised me for Father's Day, called into your show, and you played it on one of your episodes. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, second to that, and a very close second, would be a very recent podcast where you actually had your entire family review Walt Disney uh, Disneyland in uh, California, which was fantastic. So, congratulations again. We hope to hear another 400 episodes. Take care. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's uh, Stephen Conti calling from Pembroke, Massachusetts, and calling to wish you congratulations on your 400th episode. It's been a great journey along the way, and I have enjoyed uh, every moment of it. But uh wanted to pass along my favorite show of the uh, past uh, 400, and it actually goes back to show number four, which was a marathon recap that you did with Mike Scopa. Uh, back in January of 2007, my wife-to-be, Nicole, and I went down to Disney, and uh, it happened to be marathon weekend. And we were down there planning our wedding for later on that year in October, and uh, happened to see all the runners going through the parks. And we said, uh, you know, what in the world is this? And um, decided at some point we should uh, we should try that. But uh, at, at that point, by no means were we runners at all. But uh, got back from our wedding planning trip and uh, happened to find your podcast on the Internet, listened to the uh, marathon recap, and really got inspired uh, to try it once you mentioned that uh, you were going to try it. And um, since then, um, we ran our first half marathon at Disney in 2009, 
Um, I have uh, personally since run uh, six half marathons, four in Walt Disney World, two in uh, Boston, and then this past January, um, I ran my first full marathon, and that took place in Disney on January 11th, uh, 2015. Uh, and beyond that, um, I've really gotten into health and fitness because of all the running. Um, I've adopted a plant-based uh, diet or a plant-based lifestyle for myself. And at the age of 38, I'm in uh, by far the best shape of my life, both physically and mentally. And, um, you know, you always mention that Run Disney turns Disney fans into runners, and that uh, that is 100% true in my case, but even more so, um combination of being inspired by you, the running, the plant-based lifestyle, and, and other things, um, I really feel like um, it's uh, it's made my life just that much more whole and, and that much more enjoyable. So I wanted to thank you for that inspiration way back when in 2007. Uh, keep up the good work. We love everything that you do, and I wish you uh, nothing but the best and hopefully at least 400 more episodes. Take care, buddy. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Jim Orhosky, a.k.a. Disney 05. Just wanted to say congratulations on show number 400. Uh, looking forward to many, many more years of Walt Disney World Radio. You know, you always thank us, but you're the keystone to this great community. And uh, for those of us who can't get to uh, Walt Disney World very often, you help fill that void. So uh, I look forward each week to the podcast. Uh, it's a great community, and I'm happy to be just one of the many members of the Walt Disney World Radio Box family, so uh, thank you, Lou, and um, hoping this is the year I get to finally get that handshake and a hug. Talk to you soon. Hi, Lou. This is Beatrice Feeney. Congratulations on 400 episodes. I'm so thankful for that day in December 2005 when I met you and started following your work. Your passion for Disney and your ability to share special interviews, top tens with Tim Foster, Jim Corcus episodes, cruises, meets of the month, and all these fantastic experiences that many of us never would have experienced without doing it through your show. So, uh, but most of all, I actually just love the fact that your love for Disney has brought together so many wonderful friends, I dare say family, into my life. So thank you for creating this connection. I want to send out love to our WDW Radio Running Team and all my Box family as we all celebrate your 400 episodes with you. And we wish you many, many more. Keep up the good work. Hey, Lou, this is Dean Quarrel from Wilmington, North Carolina, calling. Congratulations on 400 episodes. been listening to you since Mouth Tunes was on the air. I just celebrated my 10th anniversary down at the World, and we went to La Cellier for our anniversary dinner. If that had not been for you, I probably would have never gone. But listening to your podcast... I actually got a chance to enjoy one of the finest steaks I've ever had in my life. Thank you, Lou. Congratulations on Episode 400. Have a good day. Hey, Lou. It's Chris Vanis calling. I just wanted to call to congratulate you on your upcoming Episode number 400. Um, I've been listening since probably about 2009, as I did not really have access to a computer before that. Um, but anyway, I just enjoy your shows every week when I am able to listen and listen to the recorded um, shows after the fact. But anyway, again, congratulations on Episode 400. What an unbelievable accomplishment. Um, hope to see you when I'm down there in August. Take care and best wishes. Thanks. Bye.
Hello, Liz. This is Keith Chandler. Uh, I, my favorite uh, memories is of your 24-hour live show. I was just fun. I was amazed how riveted I was just to watch somebody for 24 hours. Uh, and I didn't spend the whole full thing, but I got, but I got a lot of it. Uh, yeah, that was just it was a lot of fun. And I know Disney has taken your idea from then, so it must have been a good idea. Somebody must have seen it uh, in Disney. So that's definitely my favorite memory. Thank you for all the uh, good hours of uh, entertainment and all the information because it's definitely helped my Disney trips because uh, I got into Disney shortly after you um, you started your podcast and I, I found, you know, and I, I found your podcast and I went and, you know, and they've really helped me, uh, helped me uh, out on the, my, my trips since then on. Um, thank you very much. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Corey on Corey P. Hall from the Bucks. For all my Bucks people out there, I just got back from um, a great uh, short trip, but for spring break, it was pretty fun. Um, I I had a great time. I was able to actually go to Walt Disney World um, for the first time after hearing the podcast. Um, And I just, it was like looking at it with, with a whole new set of eyes. Um, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I tried a lot of food, a lot of delicious food. Um, and uh, all on top of it, I got to meet you, Lou, and uh, so did my girlfriend, Margaret. We both enjoyed that. And uh, you were like soft-serve ice cream on top of the cronut from the refreshment port in Epcot. It was so delicious. And No, 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 no sorry, sorry. I was talking about meeting you, not the cronut. Um, it was great meeting you. And... I hope to see you at a meet of the month soon, along with all my fellow box people out there. Uh, happy 400th episode. Um, I'm, I'm great to, to be a part of this, and I hope to be a part for another 400, another 800, another 1,200, you know, another 20 years. So everybody have a great day. Thanks. Hey, Lou, this is Craig Hargrove uh, down in Austin, Texas, and I just wanted to give you a call and uh, wish you uh, congratulations on your 400th podcast this upcoming week. And uh, just thanks for all you do every week for all your listeners and uh, bringing us closer to the magic. And uh, look forward to the next 100 episodes and uh, the ride you've got in store for us. Thanks, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon. Hi, Lou. It's Jill Long calling from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Just wanted to call and wish you good luck with episode 400. We've been fans since the Mouse Tunes days. And the favourite memory that we have is when you decided that you were going to do the half marathon. You've been an inspiration to us. We've since decided that we would do the half marathons too. And we've become part of the WDW running team. And it's fantastic to see all the good work that uh, Make-A-Wish and the Dream Team do. So thank you, and keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Lindsay from Sevierville, Tennessee. I just wanted to call and say happy 400. I'm coming up on my own anniversary. I've been listening to your show for about a year now. And not only am I caught up on current shows, I've also started going back to listening to the old shows. And I just finished show number 80 which is your interview with Richard Sherman, and I must have cried six times listening to it. What an incredible opportunity, an incredible man. 
And I'm loving the Epcot retrospective, especially the Kitchen Cabaret episode, which was my favorite extinct attraction. And I just wanted you to know that I'm loving the show, love what you're doing, and love the inspiration that you give to all of us. See you real soon. Hey, Lou, this is Lauren and Mike Gaggioli calling to congratulate you on your 400th episode. I think our favorite episode was the recent one you did with the Run Disney team because we are so excited to be running our first event with you guys with the WDW running team in uh, in October. So we cannot wait, and we are just so grateful for the opportunity, and we cannot wait to save money with you guys. So congratulations. Uh, we're, we're, again, very grateful for the opportunity to get to know you and your family, and uh, we, we cannot wait to raise money for Make-A-Wish because what you and Deanna are doing is so beautiful, and what you bring to the world is amazing. So thanks so much for everything you do, and here's to 400 more. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream away. Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit.